Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the January 13th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Friday edition of the show. We are headed into the first round of the NFL playoffs. They call it Super Wild Card Weekend, I think. I'm Chris, and with me as always is John. Hey, listeners, we appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, please do that by hitting the subscribe button in your favorite uh, podcasting app and... Um, That'll get you the episodes as soon as they're available. We appreciate it. Also, we would love to hear from you. Give us a follow over at Um Yeah Sports on Twitter. John also does his own posting at the John McConey. Speaking of which, the John McConey. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing in Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. Lots and lots of action taking place, but that's the game that I care about the most. Uh, you've been doing some studying and getting ready to do some analysis of the playoffs, and uh, this is the show, so why don't you jump right in? All righty. Uh, yeah, there's a couple you know, games that I think will be closer than others. Uh, I feel like just blowing through the two easier ones, easier matchups this weekend, which includes San Francisco versus Seattle. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of question and it's going to be like, from what minds. I hear, it's going to be like a lot of rain, a lot of rain. Um, it's going to affect the game. You'd think, but it's San Francisco against Seattle. Seattle's fatal flaw. Like we talked about many times in this podcast is their inability to guard the run. So I think Christian McCaffrey would just have a field day with Seattle. And you'd think defense. with a wet football, they're more likely to run it. They're right? more likely to run it to pass it for, for sure. Uh, but defensively in the secondary, Seattle is way better defending the pass. And they are defending the run. So I would recommend, you know, keeping on the ground as much as possible. Now I get you can't do an entire game plan of just running the football. You have to incorporate some pass in there. Otherwise, you will become too predictable. But at the same time, I think if you, you know, you start out with a healthy diet run, and then you kind of incorporate some passes in there, you'll you'll shut Seattle down pretty efficiently. And then offensively, Geno Smith over the last few weeks has had some his share of struggles with interceptions. Last week, I think the first play of the game, it was an interception to Jalen Ramsey. Um, and that Seattle game was not a pretty game when they locked up their playoff spot, or at least almost sealed it in the Gray Packers loss, which officially sealed it. But that game wasn't very pretty. Um, offensively, they were okay. It wasn't great. Uh, there's a lot of work that can, can be done on that side of the ball. They also probably a strong point is their running back game, but I think the, the 49ers have a better defense, a better offense, and a greater chance of winning, regardless if it's a Brock Purdy back there who's a rookie guy, Mr. Relevant, all that stuff. Um, you know, give it to Chris McCaffrey, let him do his stuff. And, you know, we could see a game like the Raiders game where they just run the ball, pound the ball, and it will kind of go in their favor a little bit. The other game that's easier for me, at least maybe not to everybody, is the Giants versus the Vikings. I, I think that's an easy Giants victory. I don't think there's a way that the Vikings pull off this game. Um, the Vikings are good, uh, like we talked about, when mistakes are made by the opposing team. We saw that in the Colts game. The Colts just couldn't get anything going, just fell extremely flat in that second half, couldn't do anything, couldn't come back. The Bills fell very flat in the second half. A lot of turnovers, a lot of silly mistakes, ended up losing that game. With the with the Giants, I think there's I think it's really gonna come down to, you know, the pass rush they can get on Kirk Cousins. Can they make his life miserable? Can you, they make him um uncomfortable back there? Because multiple times this season I've tuned into Viking games, whether that's through Red Zone or just watching the game itself, and Kirk Cousins is like four for eighteen or something like that, right? terrible numbers. Justin Jefferson's, you know, held silent. Like you just got to, you know, 
double team Justin Jefferson and then get after Kirk Cousins and everything will kind of uh, follow suit after that. You just you kind of just take their most dominant pieces out and you know everything else starts to crumble a little bit defense or offensively. I think they just need to run Daniel Jones. Use him a little bit like Josh Allen um, has been used. I think they have similarities as far as attributes uh, and size, and I think Daniel Jones is extremely underused. Um, and, you know, it turns out Giants management also agrees with that because they're thinking about signing both um, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones to an extension, so that's kind of a turn of turn of events a little bit there. But I don't think the Vikings did any good a chance at all. I think the, you know the Giants have the possibility of just blowing this game out of the water in the first ten seconds of the game, and they just gotta not let their foot up off the gas at all. We saw what the Vikings happened when they played Green Bay, and they got completely embarrassed by that team. And uh, I think the Vikings have a possibility of doing that as well. And then the last game. Um, that is pretty much a no-brainer. My mind is the Bengals Ravens. The Bengals should should dominate. It's um not gonna be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's injured. He's not gonna be able to play. Um, so that you know in and of itself injures their chances of you know putting a good fight to the Bengals. The Bengals just can't turn the football. Joe, uh, um, Joe Burrow needs to be careful. You know they got good wide receivers. Got a good running game. Um, they just gotta have to kind of dominate the time of possession. Give the Ravens almost no opportunity to run, uh, get anything going, and you know you could you could you could have this game in, in hand pretty quickly as well. I don't think the Ravens stand that much shame. Now, if Lamar Jackson's in this game, I think that changes everything. Lamar Jackson's not in this game, therefore their main piece is gone, and they're not to rely on Huntley and, and see what he's able to do. I doubt he'll be able to lead them past this Bengals team, who has now been tested to the playoffs and got to the point where they've won the game. I think you know that's a no-brainer. I think they win. So out of those three games, San Francisco comes out triumphant. The, the Bengals win out of the Ravens, and I think it's the Giants. So those are those games. The other games that you know require a little more thought is, uh, is the Chargers mm-hmm. versus Jaguars, which is the next game on that Sun or Saturday bracket right after the, we finish the uh, 49ers Seahawks game. Um, and in that game, I have a few notes for myself here. Um, Williams, I believe is his name, uh, will not be playing in this game for the Chargers. Just announced that he has a back injury. Okay. Which, uh, Mike Williams, which is a huge blow to them because besides Keenan Allen, that's their guy. That's their main guy, number 81, who you always see make all the spectacular catches. You can't stop him. Um, and personally, one of the reasons I struggle with picking this game and you know trying to figure out what would give one of these teams upper hand, the, the, Gi- or the uh, Giants, the Chargers had a little more um, fight, I felt like, with these two wide receivers and Allen and, and uh, Williams, but now Williams is gone. He's not playing. So that significantly is handicaps this team. Now they got Akers and now they got Allen, right? But the Jaguars now can, you know, play a little more exclusively on Allen because they don't have to worry about another guy kind of exposing them in the deep end or anything like that. Because I've seen drives where it's just those two wide receivers moving down the field, the Chargers just using them over and over again. Now one of those guys is gone. Now, now that you got to play on Allen, I think that gives them a better chance of winning. Um, the Chargers need to work on dumb drops. Um, I've seen a lot of catchable balls. Not to say that not every team drops the ball. Every team drops the ball. I think the Chargers are like number six in the league on drops, right? The Jaguars are number four, right? You could point to that. But I've seen a lot of mistakes that are silly. Like you got to be able to hold out of the football way better than the Chargers have been able to. And that's going to be a thing that's going to handicap them significantly if they have down a wide receiver plus they're showing they catch the football and it's only Allen being able to touch the football, right? That's missing consistency. That's where they really get things going. Um, and then I also think, you know, the the uh, Jaguars pass rush can significantly hurt Justin Herbert in his ability to win, win, win the game. I think they could get to him a lot. I think over the last couple of games against the Tennessee Titans, I watched some of these other games the last few games that they played it and in the game where they played each other very early on in the season. 
They did a good job of rushing the passer, making him comfortable getting to him, kind of forcing the issue there. I think that's going to be a good situation for him. The only thing that could be a problem uh, is the Jacksonville Jaguars, like I mentioned, the same with the with the Chargers, sometimes struggle with holding, uh, catching up with the wide receivers that they're guarding against. Um, not a great, you know, guarding team as far as pass defense, but when they're only having to worry about one guy, I think that makes life a little easier for the Jaguars, and that gives them an opportunity to lock guys down a little bit better. Um, so I think that's all going to be kind of helpful uh, and, and play to their favor. Like I said, they need to get a pass rush. And then to get it established it early, make Justin Herbert's life miserable back there, force the issue a little bit, force his hand before he wants to make things a little bit harder for him and make sure Allen cannot, you know, get open deep downfield, make sure he's kind of contained and locked up. Um, and I would say as for the Jaguars offensively, the game plan is run the football early and often, just run the football. I mean, this Chargers team, I saw in the Dolphins game, um, I saw it, you know, I try to remember all the games that I watched, but the last few games that the Chargers have played, they're not, you know, exactly great at, you know, stopping the run. Um, you know, they can run the football and, and, and they can run wild on them. Um, you know, so I think you need to, I think you need to run the football early and often and, and get, get things going with ETN and, and allow him to kind of get brewing a little bit, keep going. The other thing I would say is, you know, shorter passes work well. We saw the, Bro- the Broncos game. Yeah, Broncos gets the Chargers last week. That game, they ran the football. Dolphins, they ran the football, did that well. Uh, and then in the game against the Chargers, against Jacksonville in the season, same exact thing. Getting into space, quick throws, stuff like that, that always seems to work out well. We'll be able to get a nice little thing going. It's about getting the ball into speedy players' hands. The Chargers can't keep up. We saw that in the Denver game where they had plenty of busted coverages where guys are just sneaking out in the back and, and no one was going with them. And it was easy touchdowns, easy long plays, deep balls, things of that nature. So if they are able to do that and they're able to get really quick things going, which they do consistently, they do that well. We saw in the Titans game against, um, and we've seen it at different times where they could do that pretty efficiently, pretty well. If they're able to do against the Chargers, I think they'll be able to have be able to score in little to no problem. I think that's going to be an easy thing. The Chargers, I would say the same thing about, but like I said, they also... Um, are also missing a guy. And then as far as the running game for the Chargers, uh, i say there's, and, you know, I've talked a lot of, on Twitter. I did a, a thing about, you know, who's going to win this game. I said mm-hmm. uh, the Jaguars, some some fans of the Chargers, you know, didn't agree with that. Everyone's talking about how the Jaguar or, or the the uh, the Jaguars let up, I think, like 3.4 yards a carry and how that's not going to be a really problem or things of that nature. But I think, you know, with this Chargers team, right, or um, with you know the Jacksonville Jaguars, they need to be careful with um, with running, with letting teams run all over them. No, it's not going to be always a big run, but little runs in the red zone are just as destructive as a huge run at their own twenty yard line. Right, they're the same thing. Where if they could get open right there at the goal line and rush to the end zone, you can't. If you can't stop them, that's going to be easy. And those are small yards on first down, second downs, getting the ball moving, get things going. So they're going to have to be careful and shut that down as well. But like I said, because they're a little bit, excuse me, a little bit wing uh, injured. Um, if you're the Chargers, I think that makes that life a little easier. But you also kind of have to watch out for that run game and the Chargers. Can they officially stop it? So personally, you know, weighing all the factors, I think that the pass rush of the Jaguars is going to make or break this game. I think if they fail on rushing Justin Herbert and they fail on doing a good job of getting that done and making his life miserable, I think this game can be in the Chargers' favor. I really do. Um, but I think if, you know, if they get to him, I think they can force this game into the Jaguars' favor and they can move on. So personally... I think it's whoever has the ball in their hand last, and the game will win it. I think it's going to be kind of a back and forth game. 
Um, but I think, you know, Jacksonville has the pieces, has the stuff that's necessary. Not, not every drive is going to be a touchdown, but I think, you know, I think Jacksonville has what's necessary to end up winning this game. And then in the other game, in the Dolphins-Bills game, is not going to be uh, Teddy Bridgewater as a starting quarterback. It's not going to be Tua Tagovailoa as their starting quarterback. Instead, we get Skylar Thompson. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's like Skylar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Third string guy, rookie guy. That's going to be their starting quarterback. Last week against the Jets, they proceeded to score 11 points. All off field goals with their this guy's their starting quarterback. I don't know if there's much to say about this game. Um, if it was Tua, I would probably feel a little bit better about this yeah, game. That makes a giant but difference. But it's not. It's a third-string guy, guy that does not play a whole lot of football, playoff atmosphere. You're not yeah. the higher seed. You're going to mm-hmm. have to go to Buffalo. Yeah, it's all bad All things, things weighing factors yeah. equal. I think the Bills come out triumphant in this game. You're going to have to rely on so much on your defense to get stuff going and in the right direction that I don't You know, I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's going to work out for you. Uh, in that factor and in that way, um, I think, you know, you can't rely on your defense that much and you can't rely on your running game that much. Yeah, you can run the football and have a little bit of success, but you're also going to have to pass it at some point. Now, you could try to get it down your um, wide receivers, but you're going to have to expand your route tree a little bit. You know, have some guys coming underneath, but also have some guys going up the top of the field and try to get things blown open a little bit. Because in that Jets game, there was pretty much no deep ball um, because he was trying to get comfortable, obviously, and, and that wasn't really working out. No touchdowns materialized from that, a lot of puns. So, you know, this is a good Bills team. As much as I'd like to see the Dolphins move to the next, you know, point and move on and get to the next area or uh, the next Without level. Tom Brady, by the way. Without Tom Brady? Yes. Um, I, I think, you know, I think it's going to be a sad exit for the Dolphins, but great to see him there. Okay. Uh, and then the last game. Monday night, last game was Super Wild Card uh, Weekend. Yes. Great game, great, great name, by the way. Love Super Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend. Hey, because I don't know, hey, I don't know that I don't remember when we've had a like playoff game on Monday night, but we do this time. We do have this one, and it's your team. You got the Dallas Cowboys against the Cowboys, or Dallas Cowboys against the Bucks. That's right. Um, Tom Brady's never lost against the Cowboys. Fun fact. Okay, I like that stat. Um, and he's at home. Like that's at home. Like that stat as well. Um, in this game, so. I think the Bucks would win win this game. Um, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott should be the easiest two guys at the field to stop. Um, CeeDee Lamb, obviously, you gotta you gotta play good defense, right? You gotta play sticky defense. You gotta play the defense that we've seen him play down the stretch, just completely ignoring the Falcons game. Again, doesn't matter, right? The last few games, Cincinnati against the uh, the Panthers, those games, those defensive games that they played against the Cardinals, where they had a good defensive quarterback play. Right, that's all fine and good. That's what you want, but I think it's all going to start with the guys up front, the 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 um defense alignment. Can they get Dak Prescott? Can they clap the pocket pocket around him? Because in the um Commanders game, when they started to collapse the pocket around him and make his life a little difficult, difficult, I saw his eyes immediately look go from looking down the field to looking at the pocket around him, trying to figure out where his next move is going to be. Which it makes it easier to play defense, right? You just got to collapse it, sack him. And make his life miserable, and maybe even get a few plays where he mistakes where he should be going the football, and just launches it because, like, he just had you know what he wanted in his mind before the play began, and that turned into a pick six. Mistakes like this have been made consistently by Dak Prescott. He's one of the worst quarterbacks right now with interceptions, and I don't think that's stopping. I think, like I mentioned, that he's going to throw multiple 
play uh, throws that are easy that you could easily intercept. You just got to be ready, ready for them, and I think the Bucks will be ready for them, right? So that's defense, right? The Bucks need to be need to be careful with it. They need to you know you know be ready for any mistake that Dad Prescott's gonna make when he gets pressure and he and he does that a lot. So that's all on the defense, right? But and Ezekiel, I wouldn't worry about him, right? I think Tony Pollard is the guy you need to worry about more, but Ali, I think you'll be able to stop just fine. Um, I think you know. I think you have to be able to use some deep balls to Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans on every single route pretty much should be going deep. I think he needs to be on one-on-one ISO, you know, just go see what you could do. Because I think more often than not, we'll see him be open for some really deep passes that can blow this defense open wide. I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to be something they need to be looking out for. But I think a lot of quick stuff, a lot of the stuff to just get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. Just really fast. Just get it out, get it out, get it out. Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, I mean, whoever you want in there. Try to get something in there. It's just very quick. Just get the ball out of the hands so Micah Parsons and company can't go after Tom Brady and make his life miserable. Because Micah Parsons, really defensively, and Diggs are going to be the two guys that are going to destroy this game for you. Like, if you do it wrong, it could be very, very bad for you. Like, that's really where everything's going to start and, and finish, those two guys. Now, we saw the Eagles when the Cowboys and the Eagles played. We saw them have success in shorter passes with a couple deep ones. Washington, the most recent game, they did a lot of quick uh, quick passes, but they also did a lot of deep stuff, did intermediate stuff, and they all worked. So I think if Tampa does the stuff that they are forced to because of how bad their offensive line, not bad, injured the offensive alignment, uh, line is right now, they can easily get things going in the right direction. This Cowboys team, it would be so surprising if the Cowboys won. Because, like I said, Dak Prescott just missed an interception. He just throws all interceptions all the time. Defensively, yeah, they're, they've got a good defense. But this still easily slides up. You could definitely do what you need to do to move the ball downfield and have success and get in the end zone and just make their life miserable. Um, because what we've seen in the past, I think this team is kind of playing from a disadvantage in this tab- against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but it's really going to depend on can the quarterbacks stay with CeeDee Lamb uh, and can they do what they have been doing where they've played really good man-to-man coverage and, and, and made things happen, get up Dak Prescott, and then offensively just do a lot of quick stuff and move the ball downfield. And I think they'll have a lot of success. So personally, in that game, I got Tampa. I think Tampa's going to win that game. I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem for them to win that game. Maybe the Cowboys look a little bit better than they have been. But I, I don't believe that will stop Tampa from being able okay. to win this game. So to recap, I got the 49ers. I okay. got the uh, Jaguars. Okay. Bills. Yep. Giants. Okay. Bengals. Bucks. Yep. All right. Cool. I like it. The Bucks come out. Get to live another day. Get to keep going. I don't know that they'll make it to the next round, but it's going to depend on how they play in this, uh, this, in this well, first round. It tells round, a lot about some... you know, where it is. But yeah, for sure. For now, and from where they're coming from the regular season, it all looks yeah. you know, right, really good. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be a lot and of fun. Not only that, I heard that if the Chargers fail to go another round, I heard that their head coach could be fired. Huh. So Sean Payton is now, if that's the case, would be in the running for the Chargers or the, well, the Chargers or the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's just kind of whatever he wants to go. And also, I heard Don Brady. Uh, it's very real possibly that he heads to Miami. Who? Tom Brady. Yeah, they. I heard that too. That was I. Yeah. I mean, credible source said it. Well, I know, but we've heard this before. Why would he? Why? Why go to Miami? I guess I mean they got some good players to play with Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got receivers. Yeah, but I don't know. Want to I don't know why 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 why. But I guess not whatever. happy with all the sacks. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe he just wants to say he won with three different teams. Maybe that could be. 
That could be just for I pride. Know. I don't know. We'll it's see. Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, let's go to the playoffs. Let's uh, let's get through this it season be before exciting. we start thinking about next season. All right, man. Cool. We will. Uh, listeners, will catch you on the uh, on the flip side. No episode on Monday, I would assume. It's. Uh, Right? Yeah. Probably. Just give it Monday and they'll head on Wednesday and we'll head on all the stuff that happened. All right. Very good. All right, listeners. We'll catch you on Wednesday. See ya. See ya. God bless.